You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 251st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast and welcome to our trophy room. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Tim, I am blinded by the reflections of the sunlight off of all these trophies. What is going on? Well, I decided to take everybody on a ride to my trophy room. We have a jam-packed episode tonight. I I didn't know this is where we were going to end up. I was just following you. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are doing that. And we have, (laughs) before we continue this bit, um, we do want to just say that post-premlap, we're going to have a check-in with Bill Shiken of Cyclocross Radio Mm -hmm. for the mountain bike heat check after two great opening or two great uh, weekends of UCI cross-country racing. But Spencer. Yeah. A few weeks ago, we sat here on this podcast talking about Richard Carapaz as the true team leader of Movistar. Mm-hmm. And boy, did we get it right. He is looking good. I love every single thing about this. Right. As much as Miguel or Michael Landa is wearing the number one yeah. for Movistar, he is not number one. No, number one in his heart, but not number one on the road. It is true. And Tim, I appreciate you saying that we've been talking up Carapaz and that we were right, because I don't know that I was completely on board with that uh, yeah. before the Giro started, but uh, you you have been touting this uh, I, for a while. I'm going to give you all the credit you deserve. This has been a major... I mean, I've been queuing up the gloating of this uh-huh. for, for a while. Um, he was looking pretty... like He was kind of just floating around there, like Lon- Lando was kind of doing his thing. But you're like, man, Carapaz is actually looking pretty good right now. And then he goes on the attack stage 14, puts solid time in, has a seven second lead on Roglic into mm-hmm. today's stage, stage 15. And then today he absolutely crushed it with Roglic um, saying hello to a guardrail in probably one of the scarier crashes. Thank goodness I didn't see it actually happen. But yeah, he was wrapped around that post when he came around he, and he did finish but Carapaz now has about a 47 second lead so that descent was I mean it was a classic Italian descent right like this was straight out of (laughs) this was straight out of the playbook the Poggio's playbook well not just that I mean the shark of Messina Nibali just like putting those gaps in it was it was a thing of beauty. Like it, it I was like I was waiting for him to go to the front on the descent. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it, okay, it, it, he didn't go immediately, and I was like, huh, maybe he's a little tired. And then right to the front he went, and I was like, ah, yes, yeah. yes, this makes sense. Great times indeed. So Spencer, the Giro is here. Roglic, former ski jumper, We're- will he be wearing the pink jersey when they get to Verona? I, th- I believe oh, they end in Verona. Absolutely not. I I have said this the last couple of weeks on this show, and I will say it again today. There is absolutely no way a ski jumper is going to win this bike race. <laughs> so I I think that he will still win. I think when it gets to the time trial, um, 
Movistar are not exactly the big time trial team. Oh, um, no, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I mean, they're not as they're not Uskatello Scotty bad, but they're not Primo's Roglic good. Hmm. Um, but there will be some fireworks on stage 16 on Tuesday after the rest day. Um, and overall, I would give the Giro so far a C plus. C plus. Um, and that is just because. They, they like now is that the average between like the first week being an F and yeah. the second week being an A? No, I would say the first <laughs> week was like a a D. Okay, and then the second week is like yes. you know maybe a B. Like yeah. there's no average. It's just I just feel like a C plus because of the the fact that we it's basically the Tour de France in May, right? Like there's not right. Give me the Giro. Um, like give me the real Giro. Give me the battle for the pink. And it's only been the last like two days, and then when yeah. Carapaz won stage four, that I was like, "All right, things are kind of cool." Yeah, no, it, it has turned up the heat. Um, it was easy to forget uh, about the Giro for that first uh, handful of stages. I mean, it's the first Grand Tour of the year, so you're excited. And then they do like I don't know, ten, twelve, a hundred flat days uh, straight in a row, and it was. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it was a slog. Like I, I, well, I. Tuned over to the Tour of California looking for some respite. And boy, howdy, that race was also oh, pretty we, boring this year, unfortunately. <laughs> just bookmark that thought real quick. Because yeah. let me give you the one other reason why this isn't a straight C, that there is a plus okay. here to yeah. C+. Plus. Little man from Russia <laughs> named Ildner Zakharin. Uh-huh. Do you remember him? I seem to remember him. It sounds yeah. familiar. Little- Little guy was just jumping for joy when Zacharin takes the stage win. Um, that was awesome. And then he just disappeared like the ghost that we know he is. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, ooh, does he have a chance to, for something in the GC? Uh, no. 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 Yeah, yeah, so. it, it was glorious. Full schleck all the way. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it was a throwback to a couple years ago, Jiras of 2015. Um, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it was good to, good to see, but um, so, man, okay. I, I, I back back to your original question here about Roglic and Verona. You're wrong. Like, there's no way. Well, there's no well, way. I, uh, let I me put just 500 points on the Slow Ride <laughs> Podcast Roller Derby account on this. So. Yeah, this is unfortunate. Um, but I'm going to put it this way: uh, Yellow Lotto is lucky that the team came through and won the Hammer Series today. Because they needed to salvage May. They're not going to get anything else out of May. Oh, I disagree. Now, I, I know that they, they won Hammer Series today. I knew that you were going to be excited about that. But Spencer, let's be honest here for a second. Were you at all surprised that a Yellow Lotto member crashed on the descent? A little <laughs> snowman action? A little no. Roglish into the barrier? The barrier man? I mean... Oh yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I knew he's going to be pushing the limits too. When you're, when you're in that GC battle in Italy with Nibali, yeah, you know, bad things are probably going to happen to you because you're going to be forced beyond your limit. And, uh, you know, I just think, uh, yeah, this was the first big test, um, really to his GC standing. Uh, and, uh, I'm not going to give him a very, I won't give him a failing grade real quick. But I'm not going to give him a very uh, if it's, a positive if it's grade. Pass, if he's pass fail, it's a pass right now just because his hair looks pretty awesome underneath that helmet. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting 
someone to look so awesome. Um, he's kind of got a little bit of stubble. Uh, I, I kind of, I'm liking the, uh, the Roglic look. Okay. Spencer, you mentioned it earlier tour of California, um, or the tour of TJ Van Garderen's rule breaking. Um, well, were we at all, T- were TJ, we at all surprised by this? Uh, no, I mean, this is grandfathered in TJ just really, I wouldn't even call it rule breaking so much as taking advantage of what we know as the Levi Leipheimer rule at the tour of California. So this is, this is nothing I, new. I, I do believe you were so excited about the tour of California. You were you you guys convinced me. You and Abby on this show were mm-hmm. like, "Tim, you need to watch it." And I was like, "I'm here for Tom Schoons. I am not here for um, anything." And then good old fashioned TJ shows up with the shenanigans. <laughs> for, yeah. Well, sadly, I will I will say this. I felt horrible for him when there was the crash because of the moto break style. Oh yeah, teammate. Like I was, I was like, oh, that is just crappy luck you gotta watch those aussies you know they're but, upside down from us so everything's backwards and he didn't think about that so the brake levers were on the other true. sides but what kills me here though is the commissaire is thinking it's okay to put the 3.26 kilometer rule into effect mm-hmm. when it's clearly three kilo- i mean the rule is there for a reason right and this seemed like the most homer rule of all time and then he didn't win it anyway so well, and, you know, so it's all a moot point, I guess. But it really doesn't make a lot of sense um, to me. Like, if you have a 3K rule, it's a 3K rule. If you want to bump it out, make it a 5K rule. I don't care what the rule is. Just wow. pick pick a number and stick with it. Anyway, Tua California, usually pretty good. Not so great this year. I mean, it was okay. It was fine. There was some good racing. Travis McCabe up there. We saw a lot of cool stuff. Women's race was awesome. Was- um, but yes. We, Women's race was awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're we're beyond that we now. We're, we've gotten to the biggest yeah. race in May right now. Yeah, uh, let's get to it. The Hammer Series, obviously incredible. They were in Norway, right? They were in Norway, yeah. Okay. I I didn't get to watch much of it because on Friday, the Hammer Climb, which is, you know, Car- Carlos Bettencourt's like back pop yeah, pocket. Yeah, bread thing. and butter. Yeah. And you know he loves it, bread and butter. So let me know. I know I can go back and watch it on Flow Sports. I know it was on the Hammer Series website. Yep. Um, live streamed. Did you have a chance to watch it? Uh, I watched parts of it. Yeah, I didn't get to sit down and, and spend the whole time, which is hilarious to me because I was uh, when I pulled it up on Flow Sports, uh, the Giro stage was on and it was six and a half hours long and the <laughs> Hammer Series was on. It was two hours and I was like, perfect. I've got, I've got time for this, but turned out I didn't even have time for that. So, so Yellow Lotto won today mm-hmm. in the Hammer Chase. Yep. So yeah, the hammer chase is the team time trial cumulation of the, of the, of the event of the third day. They send each team off in spaced out intervals, depending on where they are in the standings. Like the first team was 28 seconds back and then the next one's another 15 seconds back and staggered. It's depends on, you know, it's not everybody every 10 seconds or 15 or whatever, um, which is awesome. And it just puts everybody out on the course and then it's a drag race to the finish line, which is a spectacular way to end a race. If you're going to like, this is a time trial that everybody should watch. And that is an opinion you don't get very often here on the slow ride podcast, uh, because time trials are pretty boring. Let's, let's face it. They're miserably boring. I mean, but I will say this. I will, uh, I will check it out. Yeah. Be, no, uh, you should. Uh, I know your complaints about the uh, Hammer series in the past with the scoring being confusing. And, and it wasn't the, that it was these, confusing. It was that you couldn't tell what was happening. And that it. you was, couldn't tell what was happening or what the scores were. They had a leaderboard F1 style on the side uh, with okay. the points updating all the time. And it was uh, 
It was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so, can they start paying us yet? Because we come up with all these ideas to make their event better. And um, I mean, I mean, I have I mean, I guess we got like invited for a press pass, but they can fly us over at the minimum. They should probably work on that. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll see if they can get that in the budget. I I was watching the hammer climb and thinking to myself, man, there's so many people that love the Ardennes week, like little guy, uh, like that week is their favorite week of cycling because it's just climb after climb after climb after climb. And it's so fun to watch these guys beat each other up and attack up the climbs. And that's the whole that's the whole race. Like, so I, I, you know, if you haven't checked it out, I think it's fun racing. I will. So we did get an awesome um, text message over the week from little guy. Okay. And it was all about the, uh, the operation Anderlas uh, setup, right? About like the doping that's happening. Yeah. Do you remember this text from him? I do. It was pretty awesome because he was so excited. Cause I, I believe his exact words were along the way of, we haven't seen something like this since 2008. Like he was so excited. <laughs> like this was, He's like, this is what we live for, basically. There's a lot of exclamation points in that text yeah. message. So this thing is incredible because it's the um, the leader of Team Bahrain, who is like the personal coach for the Emir of Bahrain, or the Prince of Bahrain, yeah. sorry. Yep. Um, basically has tie- is Slovenian and has ties to doping. And has been all caught up in this like scandal that's happening. And it seems like we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Cause when you look at the results, there's a lot of Slovenians in the doing very, very well in the, throughout cycling. We don't know what's happening. And obviously it sucks for the clean riders to be uh, caught up in this, but mm-hmm. it seems like a little operation Puerto I'm um, going on, which got little guys so excited. And I'm also a little excited because <laughs> we need a little bit more drama in our life. Yeah. It had been a while uh, since we had a major uh, bust, you know. Um, seems like it's every 10 years or so. We had the uh, 1998 with Festina. We had the uh, Puerto. And then uh, now we've got this one about a decade later. So, um, you know, we were ripe. Yeah. And so, will Roglic go down? Uh, not yet. I, I hope that, I mean, I just want to believe everything possible that, that these guys are clean and that it's just a really shady coach, but there's just too much like here, like this, like there's, there's too much involved with this coach and the Bahrain setup and where they have all these riders coming from that there's definitely, yeah. Are we really surprised that the team run out of Bahrain is, you know, pushing the limits just well, a little bit? Yeah. Less than above, uh, above the table with everything. No, uh, not, not very surprised but um yeah i don't know uh roglic finds himself in a weird situation um nabali also finding himself in a weird situation um so i just found the just found the text uh-huh. five exclamation points <laughs> from little guy he's yeah. so excited yeah <laughs> i think that's his least favorite team so that's why he's probably oh absolutely like by far yeah. Um, the other big news well actually old news for listeners of the slow ride podcast is that um Dirty Kanzler's around the corner next week, and three riders from Education First yeah. um, were announced via press release um, on our podcast 
three months ago or two months ago. And of course, they are Lachlan Morton, Taylor Finney, and Alex, Alex House. House. Yeah. Spencer, on the Let It Ride podcast the other day, we talked about of these three, how many will be on the podium at Dirty Kanza? For those of you that don't know, 200 plus miles of gravel grinding in the Flint Hills of Kansas, which is going to be really hot and windy and nasty. Well, normally it would be like that. I don't know if you've seen the weather uh, predictions for this coming uh, weekend, Tim. Oh, I have not. Oh, it, tell me it's going to be awesome. It is going to be an epic mud fest oh. for 200 miles of grinding through rain sodden pea gravel mud. Um, it's going to rain all week. It's supposed to rain the day of. It's going to be pretty disgusting out there. Uh, one of those rides you'll never forget. So folks that are going, man, just know you're going to be buying new cables, new chains, all that stuff, but new brake pads. Um, but maybe bring some brake pads with you when you leave <laughs> in the morning. But um, it's going to be one of those rides you never forget about. Okay, so horrible weather. It's yep. going to be nasty. Yeah. How many education first riders are on the podium? Because so, these guys have to have the most pressure of anybody there. Yeah. This is a, I actually wouldn't want this kind of pressure. No, neither would I. So when we announced, when we broke this news, now Education First just made this announcement via press release earlier this week about their three riders. We, of course, announced it back in March uh, on this podcast. Um, but and people just wrote it off as a rumor. Right. When, when we announced it back in March, we said, well, they've got to do the sweep, right? They've got to get all three, yeah. three top steps on the podium. Um, Last week, we kind of tempered that back on the Let It Ride podcast saying, eh, there's probably, you know, a Ted King or, or somebody who's going to sneak in and, and at least work one of them over. And so probably two will be on the podium. I'm going with two. I think, uh, yeah, we, we were in now, agreement on two with we, the weather, though. We were. Like Does this weather change anything for you, Tim? Do you think these guys, these world tour roadie soft boys are ready for the harsh realities of Kansas gravel in the mud. I don't know if they're ready, but I'm sure the cinematographer of the guaranteed video that's going to be filmed of them doing this is totally ready for it. You know, and, um, and the shots of them crawling into the team car are just going to uh, be that much more epic, I think, I mean, with we, a nice sepia tone could, to it. You and I, I think, could pretty much block out what they're going to do for this like if we were going to make the um you know the camera by camera shot uh -huh. the storyboard of this film so let's just start right now mm -hmm. so obviously there's going to be a night before scene with them sitting around talking about trying to get everything ready actually the film is going to start with what is gravel grinding oh yeah it's going to be an right. epic pan up shot of the of the close-up of the pebbles and then like yeah. up to the skyline in, in kansas like a nice rolling yeah. hill some green on the sides beautiful blue sky day are we gonna and we're gonna see the three of them walking um just down the gravel kind of kicking some stones mm -hmm. um lachlan martin's gonna have a um an unbuttoned short sleeve like shirt on like just kind of a yeah like a hawaiian print i think and yeah hawaiian and print and then probably the uh the mustache is uh just just waxed just so curling yeah up. for sure yeah. and finney's gonna be um just you know espousing um poetry yeah like his own just ready to go alex house is like come on we know alex house is like the favorite to win this thing so anyway so here they are pan up shot then it's the night before they're a little nervous. 
question Spencer. Do they go to the mechanic and say, there's a lot of mud? Put a lefty on that bad boy. <laughs> uh, I need the mud clearance. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to get so much mud clearance because I'm only going to have one side of a fork. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right. I think we do cut to mechanic at night outside the uh, team camp or something. You're going to get that nice freewheeling uh, sound. Uh, you oh, know, overdubbed, sure. and they, then they're gonna put be putting some diesel on the uh, chain. Keep the yeah, oh yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, some of those old mechanics tricks, and uh, no, I don't think anybody's come out gonna come out and request anything special. But we're gonna see mechanics like putting the big thirty four tooth uh, cassettes on there on the back, and just all kinds of little things that they're just like, oh yeah, I gotta get it, gotta get ready. It's like Perry Bay only, yeah, whatever. So then- they're going to cut to in phase like so they'll be at the start line they'll, they'll rush to the start line because they're going to have to wait for the port johns like with everybody else right they're not going to be in vip port johns like they're like they're going to show these pro tour riders amongst the people on main street uh-huh. in emporia kansas guaranteed um there's going to be a lot of selfies that'll be taken of them. I have a feeling we're going to get a shot just just to build some drama. We're going to get a shot of like Alex Howes and Lachlan Morton being like, "Where's Where's Taylor? We should We should be at the start. Where is he?" And we're going to, uh, you know, quick cut to him walking out of a local donut shop, uh, you know, with a nice oh, powdered donut and just the right amount of sugar. Just so tranquilo. Okay. So and then they meet Ted King, and there's a quick little like biopic like underneath Ted King is like. Former Dirty Kanzer winner, pro tour rider. Uh-huh. Like, right? They gotta, they gotta set the standard that there's actually legitimate athletes in Dirty Kanza, and it's not just people like you and I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then the gun goes off. We're gonna get some GoPro. Then I think the next big scene is gonna be of the Swanier at the um, the aid station. Oh yeah. And we've got we've got the bags all packed. They're ready to go. They did this the night before. Well, they might slam cut back to the night before, like throw it back and it's going to be like wrapping in the, uh, the tin foil, all the little rice cakes and all that's to be like getting all that bottles prepared and all that. Yeah. So when, when does it go to black and white of Taylor Finney, Alex Howes and Lachlan Morton going like leading the drive of a pack one, two, three, all of their mouths open, breathing in the air, just the right amount of mud on their face. Uh huh you know, straight out of the Rafa catalog of just pretentiousness, <laughs> like, right? Like that's going to be the money shot So of Dirty Cancel. Yeah. So here's the thing. Do you remember uh, when we were like almost cat threes on the road? We're, we're still, still cat fours, but like <laughs> almost cat threes. And we were still yeah. doing the same races we had done a couple years in a row now. And, yeah. and we had enough kind of swagger. I don't know if it was real. Or imagined, but we had enough swagger to be like, okay, let's let's try and let's make this front. race hard at the beginning. Yeah. Get rid of these cat fives who are just hanging out at the, you know, yeah. uh, who are their first race and stuff, and then then we'll settle in later. I feel like that is the move that's going to be happening. Um, they are going to hit it hard from the gun and try to shake themselves loose, which shouldn't be too tough, and form an elite kind of uh, mini peloton of I don't know, fifteen, 10, twenty riders. People, yeah. Um, from that 2000 or however many show up. So then it goes, and then there's obviously going to be the scene of one of them getting a flat tire or the bike breaking. Oh yeah. We're going to need a bike change in there. Oh, they didn't, we didn't fly all these, uh, cameramen in to not do a bike change. Yeah. Okay. That's a very good point. Okay. And then, um, it ends with Alex Howes coming across the finish line first. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Ted King, two minutes down, second. Okay, interesting. Third, third Taylor Finney. And, you know, Lachlan Morton kind of hanging around. <laughs> okay. No faith in old Lachlan. I, I, uh, you think Lachlan will win? No, I, I, I would flip him and, and Taylor Finney around. Okay. And then you, uh, so that's it. I mean, I, I think Spencer, you might as well just send us the, uh, the Oscar for short documentary film. Yeah. Cause, uh, we crushed well, it. Well, and the, uh, the original score also is gonna, we're gonna need another, uh, Academy Award for that. Um, Taylor Finney gonna drop his EP, uh, and, you know, gonna be, uh, in sync. Like if you play them and if you hit play at the same time on both these, uh, it's going to link up perfectly. It's going to be amazing. Do you have any interest of ever doing dirty Kansas? Uh, no, <laughs> I w- I have interest in doing like the hundred mile version. Okay. Not the two, like 200 two hundred is out of my, uh, range. Um, yeah. I've done El Manzo a couple times, which is a hundred miles on gravel and it's very, very climby in Minnesota. Um, and that's enough It's enjoyable, but like a hundred was as much as I ever want to do. Um, and that was when I was at least a little bit in shape and that's not the case <laughs> anymore. Uh, so I don't even know if I want to do that. Well, Spencer, I'm looking forward to it this week. And then before we get to bill on the flip side of the premium, talk all things mountain bike and new developments at wide angle podium network. I do just want to give a quick shout out to all of the, um, people that are looking at coming to hot Velo here in Orlando. We're two weeks out from the poster show that we talked about right. and Spencer, thank you so much for contributing a fantastic poster. And I know, um, Alex Carlson also of Boston has put in a awesome poster, um, listener of the pod and Pete Hollihan of, uh, St. Louis did like a sweet woodcut poster nice. that's on its way. Um, we also got a couple people reached out, um, for future events. So nothing but greatness coming in, and the listeners of the Slow Ride podcast totally bailing me out uh, for this poster show. We've got about 25 pieces of original art ready to uh, get posted up here in Orlando on June 8th. And uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. So check out the Instagram. That's Hot Velo, H-A-U-T-E-V-E-L-O. I'm Joe Dombrowski from Cannondale Drop Pack, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, Spencer, let me start it off real quick in saying everyone should go to the Apple App Store and download the Wide Angle Podium app so they can get all the latest updates and all of the um, new shows, new announcements that are in the pipeline coming in. Right. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about this with bill um when he comes on after the premlap but we have a rebranded channel called the parts bin and this is going to be basically everybody on the network the slow ride podcast the bike shop cx gravel lot cyclocross radio consummate athlete anything they're working on it's going to be in the parts bin including let it ride um the slow ride reviews everything so pretty excited about that it's going to be another opportunity to see all that great content that you would also see yeah. in the bonus section. so Oh, uh, astute listeners, folks who already have the app may have noticed it's already in their app. Um, yeah. 
right now. What's in there is just the slow ride reviews uh, episodes that we've put out in the past. But uh, going forward, we're going to have those. We're going to have other. This is this is where our super fans need to be. This is where, like, if you're a fan of cycling, you need to be. Uh, if you need a deeper cut than what you're getting now, um, we're going to try new stuff in there as well. It's going to be experimental stuff. It's going to be new stuff. It's going to be trial run stuff. It's going to be one-off stuff. It's going to be all kinds of uh, mashups, you know? Like, we could have, uh, you know, uh, hosts from different shows coming together to do things. And that's what, as well as um, uh, the podcast Green Room. Which we're That's what I'm start. most excited about yeah. is the podcast green room of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Basically, just getting together. You know, I can just pick up the phone and call up, um, you know, Scott over at Bike Shop CX, and he can maybe walk me through how to repair my campy derailleur. That uh, you know, over the phone, it, it, would, it would make for some great. It's a thrill a minute. No, these are, <laughs> this. That's a nice idea, but this would be more like a uh, roundtable discussion uh, from whoever happens to show up that week. So. Um, all kinds of stuff going to be happening there in the parts bin. Uh, get yourself sub- subscribed. Um, you can just search the parts bin on your uh, podcast apps or uh, find it in the Wide Angle Podium app. And you can also head on over to um, Grimper Brothers and find the Wide Angle Podium coffees. Of course, we're talking about Full Schleck and Hello Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blend. Mm-hmm. Just head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. We're super excited for their continued support of the network. So thanks to Grimper Brothers for that. Yeah. Um, we are also, of course, brought to you by Health IQ. Uh, they're a life insurance company that celebrates the health conscious, including cyclists. Um, you can check them out at healthiq.com slash WAP. Um, but... Essentially, you've heard us talk about it many times before uh, because they are a huge, huge supporter of us and the Wide Angle Podium Network, and we just love what they're doing, and uh, we love that they are uh, trying to help you guys out um, because that's the kind of advertising that we want to do here in the Prem Lab is is things that are useful to you, you know. So um, they get lower rates on life insurance for folks that are active, folks that are riding their bikes, folks like you. So head on over to healthiq.com slash WAP, learn a little bit more, read the FAQs, get yourself a free quote, and um, just learn a little bit more and sign up for some life insurance. Fantastic. Spencer, let's get on the horn with the mountain bike expert from Cyclocross Radio. Bill Shiken. My name is Matthew Vanderpool and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. So if we had the soundboard here, Spencer, this is where we would actually be playing the phone call ring for when we bring in our next guest on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to need a couple more donors before we can afford a a soundboard. All right. Well, hey, Bill, no more need to pretend, but you are on the you're on the air right now. We're excited to have you on the pod. Wow. On the slow ride podcast, huh? Is this your first time? No. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But But it's always it's always exciting to be back. Now, this last week, we didn't have a show. You were going to come on and try and try to fill my shoes. <laughs> Not even try. It was just going to yeah. be uh, just kind of treading water. Mm-hmm. So 
but unfortunately you were out at or fortunately you were out at the epic rides event this uh past week and then your plane got canceled so yeah so they they have three flights out of grand junction and it wasn't even weather like there was this huge storm in denver but uh they had to work on one of those flights and evidently that just that pretty much just closed down the airport and then so and then everybody got in there the you know 10 minutes before i did and and booked up those two flights before me so then i was there for uh, another 24 hours which was awesome got to go see uh arches national park because i've never been to got to canyon lands got up at like 3 a.m and went and uh saw the sunrise it was a it was a good day nice well that's good now so i mean i know i know the the sacrifice on that was was the slow ride took the hit for that but i appreciate it so thank you i had a nice little vacation day instead well that's that's fantastic now the actual racing itself was it as awesome as the whiskey um, or the whiskey diff- efforts, completely sorry. different races as okay. far as the um setup for the for the backcountry races go you know prescott here's a good here's a good one for you tim because i learned this from my my youtube page because i had a, the 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 most prevalent comment i received was that i was pronouncing the name of the city in arizona <laughs> incorrect p-r-e-s-c-o-t-t is not Prescott, no. but it's Prescott. I was told like biscuit. Yeah, you could, so, you know, nice. you could have come here anytime for pronunciation advice, and we could have I, helped you out. Yeah, well, I just want to add that one to the to the lexicon. So, you know, not really concerned about the racing or you know how I may have reported the racing, <laughs> right. but how I pronounce the name of the town. So I'm fine with that. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I think that. I mean, don't bury the lead here, Bill, but your YouTube channel is fantastic. And that's why we wanted to have you on because you've been pulling up the uh, the mountain bike heat check power rankings, which I'm loving. And then also given kind of that the week in bike um, of mountain biking, you know, it's 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 been fantastic to watch stoked that um, you're here. Um, I was thinking a little bit of you because I know last year you were on the circuit and doing a lot of coverage of um the uh, UCI cross country uh, races around. And I, for the first time in my life, actually saw a UCI race circuit. Now it was on the downhill side. So I don't believe that you uh, really had much to do with that last year, but I, I've I was seen my share of downhill courses though. Yeah. You sure. have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was up at Fort William in yeah. Scotland and I took the gondola up. I went to the start house. Um, it was awesome so as 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 steep as it looks on tv were you still astonished at how oh, much that two dimensions God. actually flattens it out yes that like i could not there were sections that i had difficulty walking down and up that yeah that they just fly through there was a couple of rock gardens that i saw that i mean that you know that then they and they scrub a lot of speed because it's right after a turn so it's not like they can just you know, jump the entire thing that they're actually having to pick a crazy line that, I mean, it was next to him. Difficult, difficult hiking of uh, the Nevis range, which is the tallest mountains or hills, I guess, in, in, in uh, United Kingdom. There's actually a ski station all the way at the top. That's open. Like last year, I think they got like a month worth of skiing uh, all the way at the top, but it was pretty cool to see. Um, nothing but respect to the downhillers of the world after seeing that track. 
Yeah, I remember on the, uh, I loved watching the practice days because that's when you see them just sessioning every turn and just figuring out lines. And I was, you know, just shooting some photos there. And I just remember, I think it was a uh, Lenzerheide in uh, Switzerland. I remember like sort of climbing up with my hands and feet and then grabbing a clump of grass with my left hand and then sort of using that to sort of <laughs> swing out a little bit and then take photos with the camera in my right hand because it was so freaking steep yeah so yeah it's um it's it's insane the pitch and and the speed you know yeah. when you see it in when you see it in person versus i mean it's it's astounding to watch on tv and just to, how much more that's amped up and in, in in person is is just amazing and i asked some of the um so fort williams like a tourist town it's kind of like the it's ha you have to go through this town to get to loch ness so uh -huh. in inverness so everyone's kind of driving through and I asked a couple of the uh, the folks, mainly the um, the nice people that were working at what they call the fishy, or the sorry the chippy, which is like the fish and chip store. Yeah, it was fantastic. I like the fishy. Yeah, we, yeah, you had there, a 50, 50 chance on that. You know, it's <laughs> very true. They were um, they said that the UCI Mountain Bike World Cup is the busiest time in that town, and uh, I would love to see it in person um, at some point. But Bill. Yes. That got me to thinking as we were there, we had Alpstadt, Germany, and then we had Nova Mestro. How do we say it? Just Mesto. No R. Mesto. Just Nova Mesto. Okay. Bill, between those two courses, mm -hmm. which one is your favorite to actually cover and also to watch? I, before, okay. I really like, Alpstadt always gets, gets, gets a bad rap. People, people really don't like shot and for years it's it it was kind of bland and they just have sort of the center section that the exciting stuff goes on i always liked that track i thought the wooded section was really tech more technical than people gave it credit for especially in the last couple of years because it's been super wet and we saw that again mm -hmm. this year especially during the men's race where it was just a slop fest you know the guy that won this year Lukager last year, I mean, basically flew off the course, you yeah. know, just <laughs> trying, trying to just, uh, take, take both log jumps on in one and which was just idiotic, but awesome all at the same time, <sighs> you know, and they, the, the thing that I think that people don't like that they're doing now is they keep building features, mm -hmm. you know, they keep adding these, these, uh, wooded, uh, bridges and ramps and, and berms and all this thing. And I think that, do they that, have a seesaw like where you go up and then it kind of comes down? Yeah, where and and people yeah, I think that's next. <laughs> Not really. And but you know and I think um the the desire for more natural um mm -hmm. obstacles uh but the, the the funny thing is is that is the criticism but then everybody loves Nova Mesto which is completely man-made. Like everything in there, every rock in there has been positioned, oh, you yeah. know, every obstacle. The, the difference is, is that Nova Mesto is just built to give you the best fan experience. And I think so, the best racer experience because it's a really tight track. It's in a, uh, a cross country and biathlon arena. That's, so that's what, that's why the stairs, that's why the, uh the um, grandstand is there correct and, uh, and not only the main the arena grandstand but also where you had uh the um bleachers that were the up bleachers on the that were hill. set up on yeah. three different features so each big 
big, uh, like the Midas plunge and then the rock and roll section, they all have their own bleachers. And those were all, you know, for skiing predominantly, but they're great. You know, they just make the, so, the, the, the bike race go through there as well. And, and it's something that you can go as a spectator, you can see them four or five times on one lap without, with, you know, with a little bit of hustle, which is just amazing. It was, can we, t <laughs> the coverage of Nova Mesto was amazing. So here's like the, the other thing that, that everybody always applauds Red Bull on the amazing coverage that they have. And yes, completely agree. No, hit it out of the park for sure. But the, the difference is that they have a crew, you know, they have a, a set crew and a lot of those guys go to all the races and they go to Nova Mesto as well. However, Czech TV basically says, Red Bull, we got this. You know, just take a step back. We'll handle it. <laughs> and it's just like um, Czech hillbilly TV just gone wild. So they have two or three of these huge quads mm -hmm. with like military dudes in them and these huge cranes on the back of them. And that's what you're seeing ripping around the course. So they're basically just like gunning it in these ATVs around the course with these huge camera rigs in the back. And that's how you get to like these super long, amazing so tracking shots. And then they've built out like these cinema grade dollies, like these train tracks that go all along the, the rock and roll. And that's amazing. So it's like just the best of the best as far now, as coverage goes. You're absolutely right. I was on the um, Crosshair Slack channel um, and they're talking about how what's great about it is that the coverage also allows us to see what's happening in like the third, fourth groups out there. So, you know, almost all the way down to position 20, unlike a cyclocross race where you only see the top three go through a feature. And what was really cool and something I noticed quickly was, and now that you're mentioning that it was a Czech television production, was this Andre Sig guy that got fifth because the entire time they, they spent a lot of time with him on camera. He was in third for a while and well-deserved, but, um, yeah, Man, you know, you see, it, you see it in like in road racing, you see it in cyclocross. So you always have the hero cam, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and especially when when the heroes aren't doing the way they're supposed to, <laughs> you know, Wout Van Aert, for instance, when he's not in the top 10 that they're just going to you're just going to get that static shot until he comes through. And they were they were definitely doing that for sync, because here's the deal with Andre sync. He was. Uh, a surprise today, but he was also, he was, he's an understudy in this race. So this race, this, this whole arena, this, when it was a world championship, this is place was built for Kohlhavi. Yeah. It's definitely a Kohlhavi. Yeah. <laughs> to the <laughs> point sure. that if you got a beer, there's Kohlhavi's face is still on the cup to this day, <laughs> but he's not there racing. So, sink you know had to fill he was had to fill these huge shoes and here's something that that the slow ride viewership listenership needs to know so sink started out as a mountain biker he was a mountain biker up until 2016 then please tell me you went ski jumping nope <laughs> uh he moved over to the uh, Bahrain Merida team, and he raced in the Tour de France in 2017. Really? Did he finish? Heck no. No, he had. Uh, I think he had like a knee issue uh, towards the end and and pulled out. But uh... so this isn't just some underdog local guy. Like this no. is a guy. That, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. No, he and then yeah. he uh then he moved back, was on uh Mondraker and uh Primo Floor for last year and then has moved over to the Cross team th- for uh this year. Can you think of the pressure on the the check riders at at oh, this uh, venue? So, okay, let's uh But you also quick- saw, you know, you also saw like even in the women's race there was a Czech woman one who was down, she had to be like in the forties that they were always checking in on her. And then there was one who dropped out that they kept on showing her like yeah. on the sidelines yeah, also. On the side, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Let's, um, start with, we were talking about the men's race. So let's just get right there. Matthew Vanderpool dominated the short track, mm-hmm. um, yeah. race. Uh, and we're just going to talk Nova Mestra, um, moving forward. And then in the, in the Olympic cross country, uh, distance, it was basically the Nino, the Nino and Matthew highlight, like like group ride. I mean, I guess I, I don't like they were kind of throwing down on each other, but they couldn't drop each other. Like it took, Nino, yeah, it it took a couple laps, and then those two definitely sync was with them, you know, and and yeah. was sticking with them, just going with the crowd, and was able to hang in there for three or four laps. Same with a uh, Fluky, uh, Matthias Flukiger was also in there, but then yeah, after a while, it just became. Nino and Vanderpool and <laughs> just really if you read you know what I'm reading online just looking at people's takes on the race they're like well they were both waiting till the end I don't think that's true I think that I the way I saw it they were they were attacking each other it's just nobody could could get an inch they were pretty even right and Spencer would you if you're Nino Scherter do you bring Matthew Vanderpool to the line I mean what do you do to beat this guy we've seen it now for years in cycle if I'm Nino Scherter I may have brought him to the line I may have thought you know my confidence would would be okay but uh it's not a guarantee so you know I'm sure he would prefer to drop him um Vanderpool we saw a classic Vanderpool move we've seen this a thousand times in cross races um I guess before he just rode away by 10 minutes from everyone but um where he would do that attack, you know, on lap seven out of nine and like get a small gap and then let himself be reeled back in only to make that exact same attack again on the last lap. We saw that again today. And Nino, I don't know if he hasn't been watching the tape, you know, he hasn't been studying up on his, uh, on his competition, but, uh, I saw, I saw on like whatever it was like five of seven, uh, Vanderpool get a little gap and uh and Nino brought it back but I was like oh he's gonna do it again on the last lap and he's gonna do it at the same spot I referred to that as the heat check yeah that was the classic heat check let's let's see what you got Nino it really was yeah Bill going into the Olympic season Nino's got to be just nervous with Vanderpool doing this right come on just even if we take a couple steps back let's let's talk about do you want to bring Matthew Vanderpool into a sprint I mean you guys cover road racing you got you can probably just sort of click off the names of the top sprinters in the game that he's already beaten yeah and you look at Nino Scherter and you go back one year to this exact race and he beat Anton Cooper not known as a sprinter by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination, an amazing cross-country mountain biker, but not a sprinter, and he beat him by by a knobby. By a hair, yeah. Well, that's Anton Cooper, uh, 16th place finisher today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting back from a little crash in there, but a horrible start, but uh, looking strong near the end. But here's, here's the thing that also that needs to be noted about how, what I love about having Vanderpool in the 
in this race. And I think, you know, you know, you know how epic used to be the word that is overused. Like, can, can we agree that disruptor is now, is now re- almost replaced, uh, epic. <laughs> oh yeah. But he truly is, because here's here's how Nova Mesto is supposed to go. Here is how the storybook is written. When you have when you go down the the Midas plunge, that big rocky section, you go around the turn, you go underneath the spectator uh, flyover, and then you have this little over a minute climb that has spectators on either side four deep and it's just this wall of sound and you go back to Sheridan and Kohavi you go back to these classic matches on the women's side as well that's where you're supposed to win the race that's where you're supposed to attack and Vanderpool's like nope not my move I'm going to do it in the feed zone yep. that's uh. where I want to go and that's and and you're right Spencer he did it the, the lap before Nino obviously is like well that's not the place you're supposed to attack so I don't have to worry about that Yep. And then the next, you know, last lap, it was like all in on that exact spot. He knew his spot. It wasn't the traditional spot. So it threw Nino completely off guard. And then it was just game over from there. It was, yep. I mean, the, the gap he put in was so impressive uh, when he did that. But well, yeah, um, in the feed zone in front of everybody, like it sent a message. So, yeah, like, this is, you know, that first attack was like 80%, you know, like he was just making sure he could do it and, you know, that he could, wasn't going over the red line and he'd have time to recover if it went bad or whatever. But I had a theory going back a few episodes that um, after Vanderpool won Amstel, um, that he had embarrassed all the all of the roadies like he is he has won a huge race he has you know bested the world champion in his playground he has he has destroyed everyone in cross and the happiest man in cycling was Nino Scherter because Matthew Vanderpool has not been able to win a world cup mountain bike race until today do we need to send somebody to check on Nino Bill like where where is he at <laughs> i think that Nino um this yeah, I I as a fan, I think this is amazing because and we even saw it last year. There was definitely, I mean, Sam Gaze beat him. Um, you know, there were a the couple. I think you know he didn't he didn't win the whole season. He he definitely was looking vulnerable. Came back in the World Championships and 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 won that won that race. Mm-hmm. So so we we're definitely seeing that the pack and the younger guys are starting starting to to catch Nino. But as 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 far as just the Vanderpool. <laughs> part of this equation mm-hmm. they they still don't get it either and they still even even in the short track you know and he's doing something a little different than he does in in cyclocross where you know and he did this last year in in short track where it was just like lap two i'm gone see y'all later yeah, yep. yeah. and he kind of did this here as well but i still don't think that everybody appreciates or maybe they just can't do anything the, about this reserve he has and when he decides he's gonna go there's just there's nothing you can do there's yeah. nothing like it i mean this is unprecedented it, and what's the <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard they're already going yeah like but he's just so like, like okay i'm gonna go now but to hear rob warner during like i love rob warner and um i, I forgot the guy that the, the 96 olympic it's a, a brain uh brain freeze oh bart bart yeah yeah thank you um Warner's sitting there and like even Warner's like ooh MVDP goes like and then they're like oh MVDP like I just came up with that kind yeah. of joke thing and but 
they still don't understand him. Like they're still like, oh, he races cyclocross. Or like, I mean, Bart at least brought up that he won Amstel Gold, a classic. So like they're kind of like starting to realize, but we are seeing unprecedented historical feats happening for Matthew Vanderpool right now. He won a World Cup mountain bike race over the world champion in dominating fashion. He won Amstel Gold in amazing epic fashion and almost pulled it off at Tour de Flanders. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget that he won cyclocross world championships too. And now the announcement over the weekend that he's pretty much going to be taking some uh, World Cup mountain bike races off because he actually has to rest. He is yeah, human. Is, yeah. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a surprise. One of the things that I've been is on my queue of, of videos to put together. Cause I already have, I think three instances that if I can find them is to do a, a, a super cut of announcers saying the gap's too big. There's no way he'll get back. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You might have too much footage to cut down into a quick, uh, I'm trying to think I mean, just that's good. I, you could also do the supercut if you could get the uh, the rights from Red Bull of just his attacks and mountain biking and how the the announcers are just like speechless. And you're like, do you guys not watch Cyclocross? Like, this is his thing, and he's going to put in a gap that is unstoppable. And well, I mean, we're witnessing history. And not only every single do they day. not watch Cyclocross, I mean, obviously they don't watch Cyclocross. Nobody watches Cyclocross. Tim, it's a niche sport. But they do they not watch? their own Red Bull coverage from the last two years where he's just been doing this like over and over again. But so I watched all the mountain bike races today and and we've got Bill on and I want to take some advantage here because I've got a couple of questions. Oh, I've got a ton too. Okay. Well, let me just kick one off here and then we'll let, we'll get to yours here. But uh, one thing I've noticed watching the mountain bike world cup races this weekend was the KMC Ecoy Orbea kit. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is going now? I am. I'm a roadie. We have our own problems. We've got uh, the futon kit that we've been trying to forget about. This KMC kit harkens back to futon. Like it's totally futon. When I saw it, I was like, "Ooh." What is going on? Can you explain yourself? I. I, It's awful, and I I feel bad for um. Who is it? I think it's Malene Degan, who Uh, was on ghost last year and <laughs> and is now on on this this team and and ghost has like i mean it, it would i i'd be really really curious to know what kind of pizza the ghost kid is because it's it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet and yeah. she has to go from that to this it's almost remember the uh the south american women's team the crotchless uh, kit yeah. yeah it's it's almost those colors the the ghost kid is pretty awesome yeah i mean there's some good kits in mountain biking tim we might need to uh bookmark this discussion for another but it definitely it definitely it definitely runs right up there with photon i just don't understand why any after that team why anybody would pick that those colors so bad anyway that was my one big takeaway so uh, (laughs) what else do you Um, have okay bill uh and you know we're going to go through uh some more of the results definitely some big results for the usa on the women's side that we'll get to but first off when Red Bull TV has the riders at the start line and they're doing the kind of like, oh, here's, um, you know, Chloe Woodruff who won this uh, short track race and she waves to the camera. Why in mountain biking do we not get the tire shot? Is that not that big of a deal sure. in mountain bike? I think that's a, I think that is something that has 
was well you were talking before about how nobody knows what cyclocross is and i think that that is absolutely true in the in the coverage as well so these are all i think german and you know austrian guys who do most of the camera work that aren't the czech guys for this race mm -hmm. and the producers and all the way through they're not watching cyclocross so they don't know they don't know this this little nuance that would be sweet to to bring I in the mountain biking but it is specifically a belgian sporza feature i would love to see what tires are running especially at alpstadt when it was super muddy like mm -hmm. to see the treads um okay uh nino Scherter in the short track race had a helmet card he had a corner card ad on his helmet is that um has he always had that yes all yes, swiss okay. I, I think most of the swiss riders do and and it's it's it really is something that allows them to have the flexibility in which teams that they sign because i think that is a huge sponsorship so a big chunk of what they're making i think corner card is is taken care of okay um spencer do you have any because i've got a slew more oh to go through. keep her all in if you got some okay sure um bill i'm a little disturbed by the complete lack of a hundred percent compliance to the skin suit rule for <laughs> the short track race there's a lot of baggy jerseys in the back half of both Pelotons. <laughs> and I was like, you are in a short track race. It's 20 minutes long. Put on the damn skin suit and arrow helmet. Like, what is going on here? I'm surprised. I mean, Kate Courtney, like no, no skin suits yeah. in the, in the, in either race. I mean, look at the, look at the cross country race. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same length. I mean, today, today's race was the same length as a cyclocross race. I mean, yeah. the, the men were done with just over an hour. So it's like, um yeah i don't know I, it, it, oh and did you see in the men's field or the guy at the back and just like the blue almost performance looking yeah uh <laughs> baggy jersey back there he was he, he was my hero i'm not sure who he was but i was i was all in on him yeah i'm just there seems to be a lot of club cut jerseys or like well and you have you know new e-bike emtb uh star marco fontana who no longer is uh racing who mm -hmm. used to show up in the um, he had the, you know, he's Italian. So he had the, 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 these amazing baggy shorts that weren't really baggy. Yeah. And, and, you know, sort of I, the same thing with the jersey. Like it was almost still like form fitting yet baggy at the same time. It was like this amazing trick that he pulled off. And then a lot of times the visor on the helmet. I think yeah, he had the visor and then Fumic also used to run the baggies a lot. So I don't want to like, you know, uh, this, we're going to like, this is our intellectual property now. So we're going to hang on to this, but it's something that I think we can sell to Rafa and EF. I mean, the bucket hats this year, uh, come on next year, racing in the baggies, uh, <laughs> dirty Kanza in the baggies. It, it seems like a no brainer. More people uh, should definitely do that. Um, Bill, what is up with the false start that happened in the men's short track race? Did you see this? Like, I, and then there was like a whistle from the crowd and they didn't like, like, don't they just start on a gun? Why are they starting on a whistle for the short track race, but then a gun for the cross country? They like, start on a green light, it, don't they? Just like yeah. Cross. So, the, and that's that is the part that I think sort of threw the wrench in this is that they they brought in the so the one thing we're talking about the tires that they don't do, but the one thing that they did bring in from cyclocross was the lights this year for short track, and it it threw. There were a lot of if you watch Obstat specifically, there are a lot of riders who are not clipped in when that light goes green and, and ha do <laughs> not realize that the race has started. And I think that that's that th between the officials and the riders and the lights and wherever that whistle came from, that's, that's what caused that, that they're still, 
they're still getting used to this light versus gun situation. Um, the pump track was awesome. I loved every second of that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a big fan of putting something like that in the course bill, or is that just like too gimmicky for you? You're you're the expert here. I think for this track, since it's it is, as I said, it's everything is has been man made out there, so it 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 didn't really offend me that much. I'm not sure how much it added to the race. It maybe gave those guys even a couple seconds of of re- recovery near mm-hmm. the end of the lap, but. I, the the main person the main reason it's there is that the venue is also trying to sell itself and wants people to come and uh, do all the cool things that they have to well, offer for bikes in this in Nova Mesto. Yeah, and that uh, maker of the pump track, um, they go around and will build those pump tracks anywhere. We literally just got like one dirty dirty something or yeah, yeah dirty ramps or I forget what it is, yeah. but they built one in. Uh, right near Harvard stadium here in Boston, uh, just a few months ago. And we have a beautiful asphalt pump track that looks exactly like the one in the Nova Mesto course, uh, here in town. And it's, I want to buy a pump track bike now. Yeah. I thought there was almost a, I thought I saw Vanderpool after he made the attack, put a little flare on one of his uh, entrances into the pump track that Rob Warner missed. And I think that we got to find that in slow-mo. I, I um, think that that's, that is almost something that with Vanderpool, cause you see him, you know, and people will criticize him for, you know, showing off or whatever during cyclocross races when he's crossing over and, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think he can help it because he'll I do it just, just like fun. riding, riding planks. I just think it is so ingrained that he's going to, he's going to, you know, throw a little mini whip in there every time he gets his bike in the air that I, I don't even think it's like, showing off or anything i think that's just his technique at this point yeah um annika langveld uh didn't start at all she um crushed out at sea otter did fantastic on the road in the spring uh she done for the season you think kind of i don't think she's out. done for the season i just think th- she needs some time off you could see it in the short track that she just did not have it at all and maybe maybe even kind of packed it in halfway halfway through that race i don't think she was she she never does well in off shot that is she is uh langvad is a a power first racer uh she won nova mesta last year and really she just you know she's got a huge engine and she takes advantage of that as far as the technical skills come she's you know hey she's better than any of us she's one of the best in the world but i i don't think compared to her peers that's that's necessarily a strength and let's get into it. The women's side of things. Arguably, we're in the golden age of women's bicycle mountain bike racing in the U.S. Obviously, with Kate Courtney wearing the stripes and taking the win. But let's not overlook Haley Batten taking the win in the U23 women's race. And if you look at the um, the fastest lap on the weekend in the women's, uh, she had that as well. Um, so... What do we know about ha- Haley ba- Batten? Sorry, Haley Batten is 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 a rock star. Uh, she is, had a, I think she flatted at this past year's national championship. So she, while in the lead with a big gap, but uh, Sevilla Blanc was able to put in a great race and beat her for that. But uh, Batten was the national U twenty three national champ for the year before that. You know probably would have been again went down won the pan ams comes back you know mixing it up with the elites in these uh epic rides and benelli and everywhere else and is that at the at the front 
you know, in the top five for all of these, all of these races looking really strong coming in there with Catherine Pendrel for the whiskey. Uh, I think she got fourth place in that she's pulling in breaks during the uh, short track races. She's, she's a phenom. And even last year in the world cup, she was right up there. I think that it was those, you know, we see it in cyclocross going to the 60 minutes from 45 or whatever. She sort of had that same thing where she was right in there, top three racing with, um, uh, Santa Frey and Evie Richards and right up there and dropping off right at the end of those races last year, you know, and she was still a year younger than those riders this year coming in here and just, uh, taking control. I think that she is, she is really, I mean, we have so many great women's racers, but she's definitely going to be at the top of that heap along with, uh, Kate Courtney. Obviously, Chloe Woodruff also won on Friday with a short track, but let's get into the women's race. Um, I loved every moment of that uh, viewing experience. I still don't know what happened to um, Anna, Ann Tober, Ann Tober who yep. was in the lead in the final lap and then was off camera. And then when it came back, Kate Courtney was in the lead. So I don't know if Kate Courtney, like, you know, just destroyed her. I don't know if Kate Courtney did the old pump trick. I I'm confused. What do you know about what happened? Cause that last lap was pretty much carnage with flat tires and other things. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, as, as good as we we're talking about the coverage that she just vanished was just <laughs> this disappearing trick. And I, I was, you know, being the true nerd, I was watching the coverage and also had the live timing up at the same time. So I could just see where everything was. And all of a sudden she just vanished from the live timing at all it just wasn't there um and here's what happened so if you saw the race and when there was one section this this shimano expert climb that that was this yep. shorter climb that was before the midas drop the big rocky section and it was a really really technical climb to the point that a lot in both the men's and the women's field a lot of riders were dismounting and running the section because you basically had to get it perfectly between these two rocks, you know, and sort of snake your way up to stay on the bike and carry momentum. And, and a lot of, uh, riders just found it faster to, to dismount and run. Tauber was leading most of the second half of the race. Kate Courtney, we later found out had flatted. And that's why she also did this disappearing act. She was right up there, flatted, fell back 45 seconds and fought all the way back, was 10 seconds behind Tauber going into that last lap. And just, you know, if you saw Kate Courtney's face, she was either going to catch her or die. Those were basically the <laughs> only two options that she had. She was basically all in. Tauber, seeing those rainbow stripes, seeing the hottest you know, racer going right now who has all the momentum in the world made the decision on that Shimano expert section that she had to ride it. If she was going to win this race, <laughs> oh, she no. had to ride that section. If she got off her, because Courtney was riding it. So if she got off her bike, Courtney was going to be right up on her and then it was pretty much going to be game over. So she made the decision to ride it, got it wrong, could not unclip Mm. Fell over on her drive side, chain got jammed, took her 10, 15, 20 seconds to get up, get unclipped, get the bike up, get the chain out of there. And by that time she was, you know, already back down there in, in sixth, seventh, eighth position. So really, really 
gut-wrenching for her. I mean, she, you know, we would have loved to see that gone, go down to the wire between Courtney, because I think it would have been right in that home stretch by the time that Courtney was able to to reel her in and we we would have had a, a a sprint in that race so that was it was really sad and we almost had the opportunity for uh two dutch winners which would have been unprecedented like mm -hmm. bart brenchens was the last guy to win a world cup in the 80s or 90s and 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 now now you had possibly a dutch sweep yeah spencer what was your main takeaway from the the racing this weekend uh I don't know. Just that I like bike racing. Like it's always good. Like I don't know a whole lot about mountain bike racing compared to road uh or cycle cross, but like when it comes down to it, it's it's always just fun watching and especially when the production's good, when the commentary's good, when the when you're you're informed as a as a viewer. Um the the Red Bull coverage is great. The uh the Hammer series has been great. The tour of California, as boring as it was, was even great. Like we've been, we've been spoiled here in May uh, with some fantastic racing, and uh, I, I'm just, I've, I've been refilled with this positivity for bike racing, Tim. Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty awesome to see. And the best part is that it's, uh, you know, you can get some quality footage for super free, right? And then they have all the other like super free, like they put the ads on there of like the extreme mountain bikers, like the first downhill guys, like I'm totally going to go watch the, the, uh, the movie called the moment now. I don't yeah. know if you saw that on Red Bull, but, um, Bill final question for you before we close up, you have a heat check power rankings coming up soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure now they're, yeah. they're designed around North American. Got a curveball for you. What are your wide angle podium podcast host power rankings? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's similar to the, 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 the pickle I've got myself in with, with the power rankings and not just myself. I mean, as, as, as you know, it's the, mm -hmm. um, you're vamping here because I know, should in, be in number one wide angle, the wide angle podium headquarters, you know, we have, we have a whole, whole division that, that is, is, is helping calculate the algorithm for the heat check power ranking. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. a, it's a team effort. Uh, so, and, and much like, you know, the, the, the conceit of the power rankings are that we are looking at anyone in the world and how they do in North American racing that yeah. those, th those were the parameters, but at the same time, you have to, you can't just ignore Kate Courtney winning everything. You know, or it Chloe has Woodruff to, winning the or Chloe short Woodruff, track. Yeah. yeah, or Halle Batten, yeah. all all of those. You know, and and I think part of it is that they already have their foot in the door in the power ranking, so they're they're already there. They've already been let in the yeah. club. So now it's like, how does that affect them? Well, they you know, should like, they should but, still be in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's she's, that's, she's wearing the stripes but, and she's winning World Cups. I mean, so that's that's <laughs> where we come down to the host. Yeah issues you know and and mainly it, so you know it's like well we have to look at how they're doing now in this arena but then you just you just leave little guy then on the outside oh, that's a very I, good point you know i mean look look at what he's, he's done in the beginning the of the season is yeah, that just yeah. we can't we we're just done with that <laughs> i mean th these are the these are the things i mean Look at look at like the dirt field recording. You know, Lindsay Lindsay Goldman just just nowhere, just lost for a whole year, but then comes back strong. I mean, how do you just went tour of California? Yeah, 
Yeah, so it's I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna the have to production go of into the gravel the, lot. I mean there there's a lot here. Yeah, um, we're gonna have to go into the war room and figure out the power rankings for the uh for And you're also slaying it. You have a lot of projects upcoming. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous that my my spot at the very top of the uh <laughs> the slow right or the uh heat check host power rankings is under attack. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Can I uh quickly before uh before you guys uh close up here just uh, a couple a couple quick notes that i think think should be uh mentioned since we are talking about the heat check haley smith canadian rider um just uh uh 26 years old just coming into her own third place today in the world cup huge yeah, huge awesome. result for for canada uh you also have um uh you know we didn't talk about yolanda neff who was looking strong it feels like she's not in the condition she wants to be. And then also flatted at the end of the, the race there dropping to eight, which meant that a lot less Swiss riders than, than, than we normally see atop the men's and women's field. I mean, of course in the men's, you still had, I mean, you shouldn't, I shouldn't really say that it was second and third. We're still Swiss, but there, 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 there seems to be other, other nations in there, you know, much like we see in cyclocross where we want to sort of, break into that that belgian juggernaut i think the same thing is happening Mm -hmm. in mountain biking and that's one of the things that's making it that much more exciting that's a really good point i didn't even think about that um and the u.s is only going to get better because of the uh, high school mountain bike league to really get these kids like up and running and more kids racing which is only going to help get better racers because i'm sure that's what's happening in switzerland i will say i'm sorry (laughs) I, I do I, because I do want to I don't want to forget this because it's 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 something that's kind of needling me a bit with with the U.S. participation in in World Cups. We had one of the fastest women in the world win a short track race in a federation kit. Yeah, and that's I am I. I I said it on Twitter. I'll say it here. Hats off to USA Cycling for supporting Haley Batten, for supporting Chloe Woodruff, for supporting Aaron Huck, who my heart goes out to because I had another horrific injury after she's been flying all season. Until we can find a way and find support for these riders to be able to race under trade teams, in in europe we're 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 still we're still uh, starting from behind yeah no i hear you but it is still great to see that that uh federation kit take the win even though it's like the ugliest federation kit of all time but uh you know so with that bill it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast thanks for stopping by thank you so much and uh yeah it's always it's always fun next time i come on um spencer has to talk too i'll see what i can do yeah, well, yeah. That's why he's below me in the power ring. And uh, well, with that, I'd like to thank all of the listeners and subscribers of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, any questions that you have, and make sure that you check out Grimper Brothers over at WideAnglePodium dot com slash coffee, and the great folks over at HealthIQ dot com slash WAP to find out how to save on life insurance. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. 
the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Thank you.